section two of prayer by Ferriol gerardi this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter two why we should pray prayer is a strict obligation for every man it is a sacred and indispensable duty which every man owes to god and to himself many and most weighty are the reasons for this number one man is a creature of god all men have been made by god and are therefore wholly dependent on him for their very being and existence for all that they have for all that they are god being our creator is our sovereign lord and master and we therefore belong entirely to him he is the one infinitely perfect being upon whom all other beings depend god is infinitely great and powerful infinitely good holy wise and just our dependence on god is so entire and complete that without his constantly preserving hand we could not exist even for a moment but should of ourselves at once relapse into nothingness as our creator as the creator and sovereign lord of heaven and earth as the infinitely perfect being as our god he possesses the inalienable right and claim to our profoundest homage reverence adoration and submission as our father he deserves all our respect honor obedience confidence and love he is so great so perfect so exalted that it is for us the highest honor the greatest proof of nobility to serve him to obey him to humbly acknowledge our entire and absolute dependence upon him and to be permitted to call him our father and to manifest to him our love and confidence wherefore the church does not hesitate to chant to serve god is to reign to be his humble and faithful servants to obey and love him as our most loving father is a far greater distinction and honor than to be the sovereign ruler and monarch of the whole world rulers of countries of nations as we learn from history are not unfrequently abject slaves of worldly allurements of human respect of the desire for popularity and even of base passions but the humble and faithful servant of god is the noble and glorious conqueror and master of himself he rules over his passions over mere human views and human respect over the world and its allurements and vanities he is therefore free and independent of all that is below him and enjoys the true liberty of the children of god which consists in being wholly subject to the authority of god from whom alone all genuine power and authority on earth are derived as st paul teaches there is no power but from god romans chapter thirteen verse one to own our total dependence on god and his absolute authority over us and to declare this to him in prayer for it is giving to god the honor due to his sovereign majesty number two god is the first and greatest benefactor of every man without any merit or claim on our part 
god has given us our body with its wonderful organs and senses our immortal soul with its supersensible faculties understanding free will and memory to distinguish us from irrational beings to render us almost equal to the angels and make us even the image of himself every moment of our life everything we are and have is his gift from how many dangers sufferings and trials has he preserved us and how many of them has he enabled us to bear or derive profit from in fact we could almost as easily count the grains of sand on the seashore as the temporal gifts and favours he has bestowed upon us he has moreover destined us after this life to reign with him in heaven as his heirs and there to share his own happiness for ever and to enable us to secure this glorious destiny he sent his own divine son on earth to become man and die for us on the cross and jesus christ the son of god shed all his blood and died on the cross to save us and did he not besides found his church endow her with the sacraments with the holy sacrifice of the mass and with every necessary means to enable us to save our souls and merit heaven and his love for us went even so far as to make his own mother our own spiritual mother to care for us to assist us with her all-powerful mediation to overcome all obstacles on our way to heaven and how often has not the son of god imparted to us the graces necessary to overcome temptations to keep the divine commandments and to lead a virtuous life it may be truly said that every moment of our life has been marked by god's benefits to enable us to avoid to expiate sin and escape its eternal punishment and to secure in heaven the happiness destined to the beloved children of god and all these countless inestimable gifts favours and helps have been conferred on us without any merit on our part and even notwithstanding our unworthiness our sinfulness wherefore god is the most liberal of benefactors and our most loving father and it is our sacred and indispensable duty to show him our gratitude by frequently nay even daily offering him our most sincere and heartfelt thanks to do this is prayer number three every man is a sinner and is therefore bound to implore god's mercy and forgiveness god as we have just learned is our greatest benefactor and most loving father but how do we requite his countless benefits and most tender love the greater his benefits and the more tender his love the greater also is man's ingratitude for he fears not to offend him to despise his commandments his wishes his entreaties and daily outrage him by neglecting or abusing the means of salvation god so bountifully bestows upon him every one of us is a sinner for the beloved disciple says if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us if we say that we have not sinned 
we make god a liar and his word is not in us 1 john chapter 1 verses 8 and 10 in fact how often have we not transgressed the commandments of god in thought in word in deed and omission has there been even one day in our life that was not marked by one or more sins and even by some grievous sin we all desired to go to heaven but what have we done to deserve it or rather have we not done much to lose heaven and deserve the punishment of hell what would have become of us had we died on such and such a day in such and such a place after yielding to temptation after gratifying our passion are we not like the servant who owed his lord the immense sum of ten thousand talents and had not wherewith to pay him even a small part of that sum have we any excuse to offer for our failure to pay our debt or any security to give for its payment what will become of us if we fail to satisfy the claims the rights of god's justice have we any means of escaping the just punishment of our sins yes thanks to the divine goodness we have we have only to address to god a prayer for mercy and forgiveness a prayer that is the outcome of sincere sorrow for sin joined to the firm resolution to sin no more and to fulfil the condition requisite to obtain forgiveness that is to go to confession hence the necessity of prayer number four no man is self-sufficient god's help is indispensable to every man the rev alban stoles a holy priest the author of many good popular and practical books relates that one day whilst taking a much-needed recreation in a country place he passed alongside a beautiful farm in which an abundant crop of the finest cereals was approaching maturity he tarried quite a while to admire the splendid sight when in the meantime the owner of the farm came along the priest expressed his admiration of the fine promising crop and remarked what a fine crop you have you ought to thank god for blessing you with such a crop what exclaimed the farmer i do not see why i should thank god for it since it is all owing to my hard work and to plenty of good fertilizers the following year the good priest returned to the same place for a few weeks rest and one day he took a stroll to the same farm but what a change was there all the neighboring farms gave promise of exceptionally fine crops but the farm he had so much admired the year before was now mostly a parched barren waste and the thin spare ears of wheat appeared so wretched and poor as not to be worth the gathering this time also he met the farmer and questioned him about his crop in doleful tones the farmer bewailed his exceedingly bad luck as he expressed it but asked the priest did you not work hard and use plenty of good fertilizers yes replied the farmer but in spite of this i have the poorest crop i have ever seen i do not know to what to attribute my bad luck and the good luck of my neighbors who have not worked half as hard as i did if you do not know said the priest i will tell you 
you may work as hard and as long as you can you may besides use all the best fertilizers in the world if you lack the blessing of god you shall never succeed this year you had not god's blessing because last year you denied that you owed your splendid crop to his blessing and claimed it as the result of your work and the use of fertilizers remember the words of the psalmist unless the lord build the house they labor in vain that build it psalm one twenty six verse one henceforth never lose sight of the fact that you stand in need of god of his blessing in all you do if you wish to succeed this little anecdote teaches us the very important lesson that without god we are helpless in fact what are we of ourselves we are poor and as weak and as helpless as infants and this especially in the supernatural order in all that pertains to our salvation recall to mind what you have read in chapter one that we can do nothing for our salvation without the assistance of jesus christ without the grace of the holy ghost we cannot have even a holy and meritorious thought nor can we call upon god to help us to be a father to us god says saint paul hath sent the spirit of his son into your hearts crying abba father galatians chapter four verse six divine grace that is god's help is absolutely necessary for us in all that concerns our salvation to be saved we are required to keep the commandments but this we can do only with the assistance of divine grace and to obtain it it behooves us to pray to god for it the council of trent adopting the saying of st augustine says god in commanding us to do what we are not able to accomplish of ourselves admonishes us to do all we can of ourselves and to pray to him for help to do what is beyond our power and when we so pray he imparts to us the grace to accomplish it this together with what has already been said in number three shows us the absolute necessity of the prayer of petition as the prayer or supplication for god's help is usually called wherefore we are strictly obliged to pray for god's assistance in all that pertains to our salvation and as we shall see further on we should do so in our temporal needs though under certain conditions as we daily need the divine assistance in both spiritual and temporal wants it behooves us to pray daily and even many times daily to repeat i am needy and poor o god help me psalm sixty nine verse six end of section two